Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Rach. Hi, Z. Hi. We're back in the boardroom here at Foxtel, because guess what, Rach? You work at Foxtel. And Sky News Sky specifically. News. Sky News. Sky, Sky News. News. Channel 601 <laughs> on Foxtel. Regional Radio. <laughs> Didn't, I mean, the T-shirts have already been. Regional Radio, that is a character. It's spread everywhere. Yeah, it has. Everywhere. I will make a confession that last week we did a lot of Regional Radio Guy, um, and please listen because it was funny. I will say now with the benefit of hindsight, when I do feel like I'm not too embarrassed to say it, I wet my pants a little bit when you did that. <laughs> I thought you did. I wet my pants just a little bit. Because if you listen back really carefully, she laughs really loud and then there's just a moment of sort of, and then she laughs because she's gone, ooh, and then yeah, it's very funny. Like you can almost go back and stop the table. Yeah, and go, yeah exactly. So <laughs> basic instinct gives you that really awesome Sharon Stone moment. The Paul and Rage podcast gives you the moment where Rage wets her pants. You're listening to Paul and Rage. Italians. <laughs> yes. We were I, I love them. <laughs> I love them. So so do I. But I was in I'm only trepidation my trepidation is only like Yes. No, no, no. I do genuinely love Italians and I'm not going to say anything bad about them at all. I will say, however, that I was in Norton Street today in Leichhardt, if you've been there in Sydney, and that place has not in any way, shape or form been updated since 1997. But nor should it. Not a single cafe has gone into... There hasn't been... A single change to that joint in over 15 years. Oh, hey, 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 the Italian Forum is very, very (laughs) lifelike. I remember when it was first built, it was kind of impressive. Mm. It's like being in Italy, even though I've never actually been and I'm just imagining that it's like Italy. But apparently it's not like Italy. Not at all. But the great thing and the also mildly frustrating thing about cafes owned by Italian families is... The the racial gear (laughs) has to stop. We've done this podcast now for quite a few months yes. and I'm genuinely disappointed at how racist <laughs> you are. And by racist, I mean I racist. <laughs> racist. They pull a great coffee. They. They don't. I know. They. They, they have a wonderful, oh, they. warm, yeah, no. welcoming environment. However... There is a sense that when you are in the cafe that is owned by an Italian family, you are in their living room accidentally. You know, (laughs) you could be there or you couldn't. It doesn't matter. I was in a cafe today. There was a bloke singing like he was in the shower. He owned the cafe, started singing at the top of his lungs. Mm. Then he started finding photos on his uh, phone that of, of young women with their tits out and started just showing him around some of his Italian mates that were sitting at some of the tables that had come in for lunch. Then the kids came in to visit Dad at work and started grabbing the sugar on each of the tables and just pouring it upside down. I thought, I, is this a business or a crash? Yeah, why am I paying <laughs> to be in here? I see 
that and I raise you the uh, the convenience store that's not too far from a, a dear mutual friend of ours, mm. where it's this this Asian bloke who clearly lives. He must live in the convenience store that oh, he's in dear. because he's always cooking his dinner. Like he's just got pots and pans everywhere. He's got the TV. The rabbit ears are still really? going, and you just walk in going, "This is very strange." But see that? But this is the thing. This is very Asia. You know, a lot, a lot of the houses are built, and they're built with an empty room at the bottom because the culture is you as a family start a business. God love it. And so it's either cooking or you go and you sell things or whatever. But then when you shift that to a culture where things aren't, you know, where you're not used to it, you come in in the mixed business for a killer python. <laughs> and you're like, hang on a second, what's going on? What's on the boil? Yeah, but what is it about the mixed business? And we love the mixed business love, here. Yeah. Paul and Roach, big fans of the mixed business mm. because who knows what's behind door no. number one? Yeah, There's totally. strange aisles around the, the business corner. Is, I mean, there's so much of it, it's just mixed. But also, inevitably, is there not an authority somewhere in Australia. I mean, you know, you know the amount of paperwork you got to fill out to put a pergola up. Mm. Okay, surely there's some sort of inspector from some food council that walks around and says, "Hang on, hang on, hang on. Those are small packets of chips that only come in a big bag of 12." <laughs> yeah. So it says not for resale. Like this is all of the little sort of miscellaneous yeah. bits of weird that are around. And they go, "Hang on. You've just opened some Cadbury's favorites, dropped them into a box and said 25 cents each." <laughs> <laughs> it's not a business. Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. You know, you can always get us on Facebook. You just go searching for Paul and Rach. How good is regional, regional radio? radio I'm telling you, darling. <laughs> it's everywhere. I tell you, everybody has been commenting about it over the last week. People loved regional radio, man. And I really do think that he shouldn't just make a one podcast appearance. He should come Regional back. <laughs> radio. There he is. It's, it's the lovely shock effect of it's it. It's also the interruption because regional radio man thinks that I am. I have no bound. <laughs> <laughs> but also thinks that I, as a woman, am less than him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk right up to the song and give you a moment of time, Rachel. You're not hot enough for me because I've got a free car from Daihatsu. <laughs> always a charade. <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Had a bit of an ironic moment, a little Alanis Morissette ironic moment. There but an re- actual definition of ironic? Yeah. Well, there really isn't much in this except for the fact that I do um, voiceover for Lifestyle Home. Okay, channel. okay. Let's get voiceover. I'm going to give you something to read. Oh, no, I can't. And I want Rachel voiceover nervous. thing. Hang on. Oh. Hang on. There might be something nervous. in me. That's all right. Just, just practice. Have you got some, some voice exercises? I oh, know. Red leather, yellow <laughs> leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Okay, here we okay. go. This is the press release for Duff Beer, as read by <laughs> Rachel Corbett. Okay, here we go, Rachel. We've got our tapes rolling in three, two, one. The official Duff Beer is set to become available at BWS and Dan Murphy's liquor stores. That's nice. <laughs> is it all right? Can you just give us a bit more smile, please? Ahead of its highly anticipated arrival in store, a pop-up of the iconic Moe's Tavern will open to the public at the Woolloomooloo Bay Hotel. Okay, can we get sexy? (laughs) Duff Beer is coming down under his... (laughs) (laughs) Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Rach, when people come over to your house... Yes. Do you believe there is a state of cleanliness other than the one that you live in that needs to be presented? Unless it's you, yes. All right, so what sort of a clean-up are we talking here? Uh, Give us an idea so I'm not me. Uh, A mate's coming over just to pick you up 
Yeah. Right? Oh, just to pick me up. Just to pick you up. Are they coming in though? Are they Well, they might. If you, you, you're familiar enough that they might come in for a quick uh, whiz. Okay, how good of friends are we? Um, really good friends. You've no. got history but you don't talk about it anymore? What we weren't sexual. <laughs> I just was try, I'm trying to put it out there. I don't know what level of friendship you are. Okay, let's imagine this. Yeah. I will recast the question. Okay. Okay. Um, you say, "Hey, come over. We're going to hang out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Watch movies. Whatever. Mm-hmm. What level of cleanliness will you? Oh, um, like an anal level of cleanliness. What is it? All of you ladies seem to have got the same memo. I've got a Rello bash coming up. The cleanliness and preparation for this. Now, what is it? Are you afraid that if somebody sees a decorative pillow, oh, God forbid, not on the bed, <laughs> that they're going to judge you? For somehow not being an adult? No, but you just want to make sure that they don't think that you live in your own filth. So I like my my house to be at a level of pristine where they come in and go, wow, this place is great. What a lovely place. You know what? I will see that though. And I say that cleaning up for people to come around, fine. You know what is nuts? And my mum used to always make me do it. And I know a lot of people out there do it. Cleaning up before the cleaner comes around. Correct. What is that I'm about? It's their. What are you paying them for? Thank you. What are you paying them for? Thank you. Correct. What is Margarita getting her twenty five dollars <laughs> an hour for to come over here with a little sun garlic bread and pepperoni <laughs> and pesto aioli and coming over to clean the house if we've already cleaned the Thing. Correct. I don't understand. It's like, but again, yeah, this is their job. We always they like to do it. <laughs> do they? <laughs> they love cleaning up your toot. I have always had. We had a lot of like. Uh, I mean, it's a bit ridiculous because this was post bankruptcy, but still, my mum would always bring a cleaner. Oh, they maintain because they wanted to maintain something. Wanted to maintain something. That's true. But both my parents worked a lot, so they didn't have a lot of time to clean up the house. So we would still have cleaners. And I don't know where my mum was getting these people from, but for a while we had this Russian woman who I have this incredible memory of her when I came home from school early and found her in her bra drinking our orange juice from the from the like actual bottle because apparently she got hot when she cleaned the bath and cleaned so she just used to clean in her bra because nobody was home and then we had this other um, lovely Asian lady and her uh, and her Australian husband and he would just come he would drive her over and she would do the cleaning and I came home to him one day with his feet up on our coffee table watching Foxtel eating one of my bloody yogurt place <laughs> oh, hang on a second this isn't a hotel you're listening to paul and rach i've got a little internet mix-up going on at the moment oh have you ticked male instead of female in a survey <laughs> i'm actually getting uh the emails of another rachel corbett dirty bird 69 is a very <laughs> unique email address I don't know how anyone could confuse you with anyone else. Dirty, D-I-R-T-Y-B-I-R-D underscore 69. At (laughs) hotmail.com. I've been getting a whole lot of emails from her. Basically, I got another one today. She's apparently signed up for Good Hands Roadside Assistance, which is good because we've all got a... She's overseas. She's either in Ireland... She was in Ireland for a while and now she's in America. I can't work out if she's American or Irish. Is there a small chance that somebody's trying to steal your identity? Like has somebody skimmed something somewhere? So perhaps, perhaps ra- yeah, rather than an internet mix-up <laughs> where accidentally somebody's taking $50 from your bank account, somebody may have stolen your identity. She bought a wedding ring last week. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then she ordered two large pizzas and a garlic bread the other night online for home delivery. Oh, she's been dumped. She's <laughs> <laughs> she thought, oh, I've got a ring, this is great. And I then she got dumped and now she's crying into pizza. Now I'm, I'm really worried. Yeah, he started off as a little, oh, poorly, poorly. And now, yeah, that's internet fraud, darling. I thought this was just a funny mishap that I was going to talk about in the podcast and we were going to laugh about it. All right, well, what about this lump I just found? Oh, no. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Rach, I uh, spent a bit of time with a mate today, uh, walking up and down a uh, main street suburb, not going to name the suburb because it's important that anonymity is kept here. Oh, yes. Now, I know you're one for the racist comment. <laughs> what do you mean? But, uh, Don't I d- set me up as a racist. Well, I think podcasts 1 through 13 <laughs> are required listening for this sort of business. But I was walking up and down, and it just was, you know, a fairly good old-fashioned bit of Australia. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I uh, was speaking with a shopkeep. Oh, yes. Was he in a mixed business? Uh, no, no, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> he was, he was uh, where was he? It was just a bit of a cafe action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, God love him. Couldn't understand a word he was saying. Mm-hmm. Allegedly speaking fluent English. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't understand a word he was saying. You are starting to sound like my dad. Be careful here. Well, which brings you to this. I was on the phone the other day, uh, Indian call centre, blah, blah, blah. Same name, Paul Murray. Said, all right, Paul Mully. And I go, no, no, Paul Murray. Now, is there something about my accent or the way I speak that is apparently indecipherable to people who can speak English? See, my problem is, and I already know you're going to tell me that I'm racist for doing this, but I think it's... Oh, how could you? No. Oh, sorry. When I'm talking to somebody else that's from another country, I somehow in my... Look at me when we're talking. Oh, I want to see your eyes when you say this. Go. I think I'm being kind... By adjusting my English to their accent so, so that assuming... they better understand. <laughs> so do you put the accent on? I put the accent on. Now, this isn't even a conscious thing. And yeah. I am one of those annoying kids that picks up accents really quickly, like too quickly. I'll yeah. be in New York for two weeks and I'll come back. Hey, with how are you? <laughs> but when I'm talking to an Indian guy, an Asian girl, whatever... I w- and, and their accent's really, really thick. If mm. their grasp of English isn't super great, I notice that I just adjust my... Ad- cadence. To my cadence to their f- way of speaking. And friends of mine, when we've sort of met people, are like, why are you speaking in an Asian <laughs> accent? Like, this, this person's come over and asked you if you want a rose. <laughs> Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. What are your thoughts on no. the oh, male hair bun? No. <laughs> <laughs> now, is okay, is the hair bun the, uh, the Stephanie Rice thing where you sort of wear it all up in a, well, obviously yes. a bun, but it looks like a handle? Yes, but... Like a w- gear stick. Yeah. I don't know, it's just, it's, it's the look how little effort I put in while putting all the effort in. It's funny when you, I know that there was a time in my life when I would have found that attractive. Now... No, it's still nothing for me. I'm so proud of you. Because there would have been a time where this sort of bloke, you know, you've grown up. What yeah. can I say? You now want a fella. You don't want somebody with emotional issues. And I'm going to put it out there too. Mm. You don't want him to have a hex debt. You want him to have paid <laughs> off that university degree, the, you know, majoring in film studies. You've gone, you know, I've done that. I've done all of that. You've shown off that you know Foucault. 
And, you know, all of these really basic philosophers. <laughs> that is what a lot of women should have. If you are internet dating or you're on the tins, <laughs> just you one line, looking for a man with no more hex debt. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. Um, I don't mind Rello bashers now. Oh, shit. Now, you know that I have had a lot, as long as I've known you, I've always sort of been a bit, oh, Rello bash. You know why? Why? Because there's little kids involved now. Oh, you see, but this has always needed to be the case because I have never met a person in my life that has more Rello bashers than you. Correct. You better start liking them. Because <laughs> yeah. you do them all the time. Yes, I do. I love you, Sean. The thing is, <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, we, I think I've said this before, but I've worked it out that it's like 40 weeks a year would be people's birthdays. <laughs> yeah. Mother's Day. My mother is now somehow obsessed with Good Friday. Apparently Good Friday is like a thing now. Really? And we ain't a religious family. Do you have fish? Well, there's, there's always Lent? this. Yeah, there's always this. What the f- Lent. Well, uh, yes. It just seems like someone's grammatically incorrect. <laughs> you know, I'm having Lent. No, you lent someone something. Well, I always <laughs> like the joke that's like, "What are you giving up for Lent? Religion." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the thing is, I'm kind of cool uncle at the moment. Oh. Teenage kids, we're kicking footies, we're talking mm-hmm. wrestling. Little mm-hmm. babies, I'm making the silly noises. Toddlers, I'm making noises for the cars. Oh. I'm doing everything here, right? You are just like the one-man band. But I'm loving it. But I tell you this, though, completely out of energy after about an hour of playing with children. Mm. And, like, they're awesome. The kids are super Mm. cute, but they're little people, right? Yeah. So when they wake up, of course, they're... Full yep. of energy. Mm-hmm. But surely because they're small, they should run out of energy faster, shouldn't they? They're like an old iPhone. They should be completely <laughs> done within three hours. But see, when you have kids, are you going to be the type of parents that refuse to give them any kind of sugary treats because that only exacerbates the problem of hyperactivity? <sighs> I'm going to say that I don't want to give them the sugary treats, but I also want to be the favourite parent. So yes. there is the part of me that's just going to be good old-fashioned dad. And don't forget, by the time the kids are 10, Sean and I aren't living together anymore. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. So there's a bloke in Florida who is trying to marry his porn-laden MacBook. <laughs> now, I must preface this by saying this bloke is clearly one of these bigoted douchebags who says if gays can marry, then other sexual minorities oh, should it's a also. slippery slope. It, Grow here's up. the thing, mate. Grow up. Being gay is a natural, normal thing. Wanting to have a sexual relationship with your MacBook because it's packed full of porn, you are not a sexual minority. You're a f-ing idiot. It's also an omission about the size of one's PP. USB? <laughs> disk drive? Headphone jack? Which bit is he using? Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Rach, there is an interesting idea being suggested in New South Wales, mm-hmm. which is that cyclists... We'll soon have to have registration. Fair play. Oh, I'm s- Fair play. The Paul and Rach endorsement yes, comes to this. that is, yes. Brilliant. Wonderful. That's, I think that's even in- endorsed by Regional Radio Man. Regional Radio Man <laughs> says apply for a licence, dickheads. <laughs> Because, this is the thing, and I know there's all the sanctimonious people who are going, why should we have to pay? Why mm. should... Okay, firstly, a lot of effort is being put into cycleways and all of that garbage. That costs money, people, so firstly, it should be paid for. But secondly, 
if you get access to the road or the pathway or whatever and you try to run over an old lady or push me out of the way, I want to be able to take down your number and to be able to say that dickhead Mm -hmm. did X, Y and Z. And there's so often the position is that drivers treat cyclists like shit. Now, I know that that is the case and I know that cyclists really get pissed off because there are a lot of motorists on the road that really don't respect sharing the road. And as we know, the slogan goes, the road is there to share. Oh, is it? But there's a lot... really? (laughs) There's a lot of bike riders that are weaving in and out of shit, they're out in the mm. lane, they're, you know, they're... You know. They're kicking cars, they're doing... Come on. What I'd like, though, is that they should be subjected to the same inspection process as our cars, like pink slips. Can't wait to see the bikes up on the... Yeah, but imagine the bloke there. Imagine <laughs> yeah. he's, he's up on the stilts, mm-hmm. but the guy has to be there as well, because let's be honest, mm. the arse in Lycra is a big driving <laughs> distraction. So imagine if there was like a... Sorry, mate, too fat too to wear Lycra. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. This is going to bug you. Uh, we have a... Always a good intro. ...performance artist on our hands. Ugh, <laughs> God. She uh, got 12,000 bees to crawl on her naked chest and wore them as a bee blouse. <laughs> I have heard of a description of some female body parts as being bee stings, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. We did quite a lot of stacks on to Ronnie C last week. I'm my so dad. sorry. Like I, 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 can I send him a Mother's Day card? <laughs> I go, no, it's a little, but just it's something. I know, I know. Bless him. I'm gonna I, send him some barley sugars. I love him to bits. But I was talking to him last night, and I said to him, "Naturally, I'm going to New York next week." And I said, "We're going to do the podcast anyway. You know, we'll do it um, uh, online. You can do it in New York. No, oh. <laughs> bloody incredible, <laughs> bloody incredible. Exactly." And I'm doing some writing work at the moment and so dad said well what are you going to do about the work that you've got to do I said well dad I just get the work over email I write uh, the stuff and I send it back bloody incredible but my dad's the same our parents are of the same vintage where the whole sort of being able to use a mobile phone overseas or Mm -hmm. even if you call somebody Mm -hmm. they're like oh I better let you go because (laughs) I know it's very expensive this is the thing it's like you say hi how are you dad I'm gonna let you go it's really expensive (laughs) dad uh, because plus one and I do movie date from time to time where we'll Skype at the same time we watch a movie pirates right What what do you mean pirates oh there was a film in 2005 starring Jesse Jane oh oh that's a porno oh (laughs) No, we don't watch a porno. This is entire. We watch documentaries. Oh, really? We do. That's cute. But there's what? So how do you do that? So we Skype and then we'll watch on our screen, like the documentary on the screen, and we'll go one, two, three, and press it play at the same time. Now I told Dad about this, and Dad was like. God, that must be so expensive. How long are you on the phone for? I said, Dad, it's free. Bloody incredible. It's amazing. Bloody the incredible. The things they can do with computers these days. Max, all right, let's walk us through the uh, mm. the, the, the movie thing, okay? Yep. Do you pause together? Do yep. you go pause, 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 yes. pause, pause? Yeah, we one, two, three, pause if we want to talk about something or stop, and then we one, two, three, play. So do you talk during the movie? Oh, sometimes if you say, oh, isn't that horrible, or look at that, or I can't believe that, but not very much. Because Plus One's a genius. What do you mean? He's gone, oh, yeah, I reckon we should watch a four-hour documentary, and then he's just pressed play. He's gone down the pub with his mates. He comes back and then says, what did you think of that, Dal? No, he's on the screen. I can see him. Amateur mistake. (laughs) Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au.
Quick little serious one, Rach. Oh, yes. Serious um, chat. You know our dear friends of uh, World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE? Yes. There is this awesome little video that's around. We'll put it out on Facebook, Twitter, and all the rest of it. Um, there was a little kid called Connor, and Connor was eight years old. And mm. Connor sadly uh, died, and he's been very crook. Anyway, the last thing he ever got to do, or one of the last things he ever got to do, was his dream was to go to WrestleMania. No. So he got to go to WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan, when he won the world title, while on television, goes over and talks to him and says, please keep fighting. You've given me all the strength in the world. It is the most beautiful story. It is so gorgeous. It's a kick in the ass to remind us all about what matters and what doesn't. Mm. Um, no gags, nothing here, but just go and find it. It's up on our Facebook page. It's a little video about little Connor. And if there's a little Connor in your world, Paul and Rach send nothing but kisses. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Should I be bike riding? Yes. <laughs> well, that, that puts a stop to that. All right, thanks. <laughs> I just, you know, the other, a few podcasts ago, I mentioned that I may have jumped on board the marathon train um, and, oh, am I not glad I got out of that. Oh, Holy you're out of it. You're done, shit. finished. I'm, no, I'm out of it. I didn't even train a bloody day. I've been. I've decided that I enjoy half-hour runs and that'll do me. Right. My roommate's doing a lot of tries and my friend Amelia, all of her friends are doing so, the so hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mm. So your flatmate's into tries. Yes. She get up early. Yeah, real early. Come home a little tired. Yes, yeah, she does. From a solid try session. From a solid try session. Does she ever uh, do them at home? She, no, she doesn't. She does, however, have a pair of special bike pants that have a seat sewn into them so that your fanny and ass don't get too sore. <laughs> and she washes them, turns them inside out and hangs them on our line with oh. the crotch above. Next time I'm around. <laughs> what is the rule uh, for uh, the communal display of underwear in your share house? What do you reckon? in the world is you've been there a million times would you it's sh- just all out on display well, isn't I, suppose, it? I suppose to be honest obviously it's not a great treasure for a girl to find another girl's underwear <laughs> the way that maybe a boy will walk around going oh, i've just got a superman and you know you instantly become yes. 13 again oh i mean obviously if i was having somebody over that i didn't know as well as you mm. i would probably put my washing away when you're living with two other girls you mean you hang out at each other's undies you sort of, you know, you fold them up if you need to Would you wash the other person's clothes? Well, it wouldn't wash because everybody does their own laundry. I was going to say, please. But if the things are washed, then you'll take them out of the washing machine and you'll hang them on the line. See, I'm a bit of a person who, can I admit to this? Yeah, bugger Mm. I will. Is that if I see Sean's clothes and mine in the washing basket, Mm -hmm. I hang mine out first. What's left on the line, I might put hers out. Otherwise, you can hang out your own oh, stuff. Oh, you're a pig. <laughs> you're a pig. No, I'm not a married. No, you can't do that. The same happens in my house from time to time where people – if I'm in the kitchen and I cook up a few things, I will wash all of my dishes. And then if there are dishes and things left on the line, I'll wash them too. You'll do others. Yes. I mean, just wash it up. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, just pick, just pick it up and wash it up and that's fine. Not to get too graphic about it, but mm. how much steel wool is there in the house? <laughs> in the plug holes, you mean? <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Sorry, but I interrupted you. Your friend who was doing the triathlon is now not getting you to do one. Oh, yes. So I got out of the marathon because she realised that she was spending 100% of her time training, right? So she thought, it's about time that I give this up. So she thought she'd just push a cheeky half marathon, uh, half Ironman before she does that. Are you aware of the Iron, what the Ironman consists no, of? No. I'm not sure what the distances are, but what I do know is that the whole thing takes 
around about 14 hours cool. of constant exercise. Yeah. And that after you have done the swim and the bike leg in whatever order they come, you then do a marathon. No. Then. No! After you've already biked and swum. Now, I can barely get the mental preparation and the requisite bits to work mm. in a way that can get myself together to do a marathon by itself. Let alone as the after-dinner meal <laughs> of the exercise. <laughs> that's your fortune cookie? Yeah, yeah that's, that's what you're busting out. That's, that's your you, gelato? That's your That's gelato. your dessert wine? <laughs> Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Now, Rach, can we just workshop an idea? Oh, yeah, let's do it. I just want to workshop an idea. Should I get you? out the butcher's paper? Please. Mm. Out of crayon. All right. Now, next week you're going to be in America because it's time for plus one mm-hmm. and one and one equals yes. <laughs> oh, say, can, can you, you see? Excited? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, terribly. Oh, it is time. Except for the fact that I've got to get uh, on like 20 hours or 30 hours of flying to That's get right. over there. You got all those hillbilly drugs you were given last oh, week. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to be popping those puppies like breath mints. Now, I would like to workshop an idea. Yeah, yeah, Which is, yeah. I think we can do a Paul and Rach, Rach is in New York, special podcast next week. Mm-hmm. Here's the idea. You got a computer. I got a computer. Yeah. It's not going to be as long as a podcast normally is, yeah, yeah. but I just want to see how you're going. Yeah. So, can I Skype ya? Yeah, for sure. All right, So, but but here's the deal. What? You've got to answer whenever I Skype ya. <laughs> yeah. And I know exactly when not to Skype ya. <laughs> what do you mean? In the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and also for the first two days that I get there. <laughs> I'm going to make sure you pack some peas. That's Some solid. frozen peas. <laughs> That's solid block out time. <laughs> so next week, a special Paul and Rach podcast event. Yeah. Which is Rach's Afterglow. Oh, yeah. That's we'll what we're be. calling it. <laughs> Are we really? Rach's Afterglow. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. I'm just putting on a bit of hand cream because I tell you, we've hit cold time now. She sit down and she's declared before the podcast starts, I need to put some hand cream on. I do. Oh, just, this weather is so dry. <laughs> Who's this princess? <laughs> Who's Wait, this? <laughs> hang on a second. I'm not wiping my hands down with shavings of Fabergé eggs. It's just a bloody bit of Nivea hand cream. How no, am I a princess? That's not no-name hand cream. This reminds me. Do you remember <laughs> it's fancy hand when cream. When we went to the Tigers game and I went in and I was wearing what essentially was a Snuggie and I went to the toilet and, it, and the to- public toilets at uh, Leichhardt Oval aren't the most. I not mean, swish. No, you, you really they're, do. They're technically toilets. Yeah, and you really do go in there and go, something tells me that I might have to see a police officer after I leave here because something odd's going to happen yeah, in I, here. I feel like a witness. <laughs> yeah. There's, I don't know what the crime was, but I just want to flag... I was here when it happened. Exactly. So I came in in this Snuggie, uh, which was essentially just a blanket over me, and went to the toilet and then washed my hands <gasps> like any normal person would. And these two girls turn around and go, check out the princess. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Was there 
reading a little article the other day saying that cosmic ray radiation could prevent humans from traveling to Mars. Now, this is something that I would have assumed without much research. I would have sort of said, I don't reckon Mars is all that inhabitable. It doesn't look like... You've written it off. (laughs) I've written it off. All right, so... I've written it off. There are people in training and getting ready to go over on a bloody mission. They couldn't have worked this shit out before they started recruiting. (laughs) You would think. There are people that have said, I'm giving up my life. How is this just coming out at the 11th hour? But, but also, what's what's the chunk of change that they have to give you to go to Mars? Like, if you think about it, you know, there are celebs who get paid. What, Tom Cruise gets $20 million for a shit film nobody watches. Mm. How much would you have to be paid to strap yourself to a rocket to go to a planet where humans don't exist? But where are you spending it? You don't come back. Yeah, correct. That's a one-way trip. Yeah. Then these people are doing it because it purely because it interests them. They say that they want to be part of a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Mate, you have that. Mate, so you what? Have that. So what? You know, no, no, like licking a car battery interests me, <laughs> yeah. but I won't do it. Like I'm slightly fascinated by yeah. the idea of you know dropping a, a, a toaster in the bath yeah. to see whether it actually hurts you. Totally. But I'm not going to do it. Jumping off a cliff, once-in-a-lifetime experience. Can't do that twice, yeah, can you? Let's not play Russian do it. roulette seven times. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Why are there concierges in apartments that are rented? Oh, I'm, yes, yes. What is the point? But why? What, what's with the doorman thing? Are All we trying this... to be New York Dorman Park Avenue? Something? I mean, if you're a billionaire and you need Jeeves to come down and call your car around, I mean, fine. If that's what you want and you're playing, paying $15 million for your apartment... But in Australia, some bloke, I walked past an apartment block last night as I went to the shops. There's some poor bloke sitting there on a computer. Nobody's in this foyer. Who, who's asking for stuff from him? We've all got keys. We're going up to our apartment. I'll just buzz a mate in if he's coming over to hang out. What is the point? Is, is, is there anything that is the service department, the rented thing? These are just normal. These are just it's normal. no holiday apartment no, action. No, Because on the Gold Coast, they've got a bit of that sort of concierge stuff. Totally. But that's, but that's reception. Yeah, right. You know? But this is an apartment where people are just paying for a concierge. Douchey area? Yeah, a bit of a douchey area. But still, I don't think anywhere in Sydney but, is douchey enough to just justify a concierge. Well, but that's the whole thing because what do they do? Do you ring down and say, oh, I'd like some tie. Can you please call it for us? What do they do? I don't know, but see, if that is the case, I have always thought to myself, if you can put a call into a concierge, you can place the call yourself. Yes, you yes. Know, what is it about asking somebody to do your dirty work when the same time it would have taken for you to do the dirty work yourself. What does that does it make you feel good about yourself? Like why would you do this? You know the place that I'm quite sure would have a concierge. Have you heard about Leonardo DiCaprio's latest uh, house? I saw these photos. Holy hell it has a vitamin shower. Showers that have vitamin C out of them and a posturepedic floor. Uh, what? What? I didn't I didn't read that bit. Yeah. It's I didn't see that the Sealy had been installed in the floor. Actually, oh, how about this? Talk about concierges. I've just read this. He's got a wellness concierge. What? What is a wellness concierge? This, okay, Hang right. on, hang on, hang on. That's another name for a hooker. We... <laughs> like he's, you know, one of those like, like you know, like garbologists. My <laughs> ex-boyfriend used to work at a service department in Sydney and part of his uh, job was to get, it was quite a well-to-do one, was to get high-class hookers to come for some of the, especially when big um, sort of corporations would put their CEOs or whatever up there, the corporations would say, could you take care of them and organise a high-class escort? Now, he would get these women who would be $2,000 a night and he said these women would walk and they looked like models. They wow. were 
proper hot. Now, I and BTW, if you're mm. on the internet, mm. um, you know the $2,000 a night people? Yeah. I was told by somebody who knows about these things. Yes. It doesn't matter because you've paid them $2,000. They don't stay any longer, if you know what I mean. So for $2,000, they could leave after five minutes or they could leave after 15 minutes. Whenever the lovemaking is done, yeah. they're gone. Oh, I'd reverse snuggle it. I would snuggle them for like <laughs> nine hours and then go, okay, can we do it now? And then get it away and go, okay, now you can leave. I would make the most of that. I'd flip that on its head. Can we learn together about this house? Please. It's a two-bedroom house and it costs $10 million. Jesus. Where in Bondi is this? <laughs> it's a well-certified building and includes... Oh, because he's all eco. And, yeah, you know, yeah. And it's all, it's all about being well. Oh. Uh, building includes amenities such as vitamin C infused showers, purified air and water, a circulated aromatherapy air supply, posture supportive heat ref- reflexology flooring. Oh, stop it. And how about this? Dawn simulation provided by a circadian lighting design. What? Oh, what? So, okay, so he can get on the piss until. You know, four o'clock in the morning, he can go to sleep, he can put down the pilot curtains, and then he can trick himself that the sun is rising at three in the other. Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> this is your. This is this my is idea your... from last week! <laughs> you thieving. Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. Oh, I'm sorry, everyone, but I've got some bad news. What? We're coming to the end of the podcast. We are, and you can hear Paulie eating one of his favourite things in the world, which is an anti-cold. I don't know why. All this week I've been sitting here, been tapping away, getting ready to record and been holding off, but I couldn't hold off no longer. You love anti-colds. I've never understood why that is your sort of lolly of choice. Because I like the idea of a lozenge. A lozenge. <laughs> it's not a lolly. But it's, it's so... Like, powerful. Sean hates them. They're but I've got to be honest too. I leave like sort of the gingerbread man. I leave little wrappers everywhere. Mm. And they're sticky wrappers. And mm. oh, she loves being oh, married to me. I bet she Why does. wouldn't you? Come on, ladies. All right, it's Rachel's story time where we turn around and Rachel reads a story from Picture Magazine. Mm-hmm. We change the words, we make them... Kind of clean. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I don't yeah, know what legal of. test we put this through. Sort of. Um, now, I am going to be in New York next week. Uh, so, should we have a New Yorky kind of themed safe word? Yes. Uh, New I York? want burrow. <laughs> burrow. Because, because there are the five, five burrows. burrows. But what about the problem that she burrowed? <laughs> ah, that's the idea. That's the idea. All right. Today's story What is- do you want at Central Park? No, I'll do Burrow. Good girl, let's go. Today's story is Burrow Mates. <laughs> when I broke up with my boyfriend, I had to find a new flatmate so I could pay the bills. Heaps of people came over to apply, but I didn't like any of them until Ronald turned up. <laughs> Ronald. <laughs> he well. was big and handsome with a wonderful smile and his pants were so tight. I could see his, the massive burrow he was smuggling. I told him that the place was his and the next day he moved in. To celebrate his first night, he bought a few bottles of bubbly and bet it was bad. Bob and a a couple of pizzas and we got shit-faced together in the lounge room. All I could think about was Ronald's big burrow and when I was sufficiently smashed, I just burrowed on and took it and burrowed, 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 burrowed. I burrowed up and down on his burrow. It's a good word. I like this. Making sure to pay attention to his burrows as I went. Ronald really got into it and burrowed so I could burrow him. Burrow, burrow, burrow. Suddenly he pushed me away. Oh. Burrowed me. (laughs) (laughs) His burrow wasn't the only thing that... I (laughs) 
What a word. I got you with a word. Oh, I can't. I begged him to burrow me so he... <laughs> Fly safe, Rachel. We'll see you next week. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach.